Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 129. Welcome to Thanatopia. It's 5 a.m. and I'm wide awake after a poor night's sleep, in part because of a pulled trapezius muscle with a lemon-sized lump in the middle of it. I had just moved through a week of spasms in my rhomboids between my scapulae and thought I was home free in the pain and discomfort zone, at least for a while. Since I stopped actively doing martial arts, my body has thankfully mostly been liberated from such challenges. I like to believe it's because I'm doing a decent job of constantly releasing any stress I may be accumulating. But when my body calls, I do try and pause to listen to whatever feedback it's offering. After some contemplation, both serious and humorous, since I find that combo to be most productive, and some journaling, always a healing get-it-out-of-my-body bomb for me, I believe the recent muscle spasms are due to my current ongoing sense of stuckville, of not moving my life forward in ways I'd like, of daily routines, many COVID-induced, that do not serve up much joie de vivre. It almost seems a constant struggle to get myself out of wanting and into appreciation. So many in the world without food, shelter, medicine, and other basics in their lives. What am I complaining about? Well, as my dad often said, I'm not complaining, just explaining. I was even going to skip this week's podcast, but here I am. This last week, I spent some time going through a book I wrote in the 70s when I was in my 20s about the process of becoming a pediatrician. I even still have the rejection note from Random House. Yes, in those days of typewriter compositions, they actually returned my 261-page tome and expose of life in a city med school teaching hospital serving Spanish Harlem. Quote, we are sorry to inform you that your work is not suited to our present publishing schedule. We are grateful for your interest nonetheless. Close quote. A few years back, I wrote a book entitled Thanatopia, Daily Meditations for Conscious Aging and a Good Death. The comments I got back from two of the two dozen agents I pitched it to, who were kind enough to reply, were basically, who would want to read a book with a title like that? This was just as the beautiful book, Being Mortal, was becoming a runaway success. Last year, I decided, with some prompting from one of my daughters, to reformat it into a regular book, abandoning the daily reading aspect. My sense is that people are interested in aging and dying with clearer intent, and I might have something to contribute to that conversation. I came up with a rough outline, but have made little progress in editing it down to what I really want to say. Part of that is my own resistance to yet another self-help book with limited reach and the potential for stuffing my garage even fuller. Yes, I am aware of print-on-demand services and that non-bestsellers do not have to end up taking up limited home shelf space. Having a writing project has always grounded me, and those times... When the muse is silent and the creative yearnings seem damned up, my regular journaling, at least monthly since my 20s, keeps me sane and brings me some clarity to whatever current dilemma I am tossing around in the front seat of my awareness. I've decided to listen to some inner guidance and invite you, dear listener, into the process. 
My plan for the next weeks is to share with you some of the musings from Thanatopia to see if any of them resonate with your own explorations and sensibilities. This will perhaps give me motivation to move forward or to jump onto a 250 pages written yet languishing sci-fi novel or commit instead to some barely outlined screenplay ideas. I humbly request a few sentences of email feedback if you are so inclined. Those of you who sign on for the next few weeks to this participatory co-writing experiment will receive a free ebook if it moves forward and your name in the thank you section. Thanatopia is currently envisioned in six movements, a symphony of ideas of sorts, plus a short introduction. Let us begin together to share this rich topic. Ready? The Buddha reminds us that which is subject to old age, sickness, and death will experience old age, sickness, and death. We often live our daily life as if we have all the time in the world to express our love, to accomplish what we hold most dear, to wake up and truly live a life congruent with our highest values. Somehow, a part of us believes we will be an exception to the travails of aging and dying. It seems easier to remain asleep than to examine what our mortality really means in terms of the choices we make each day. But if there is nowhere to run or hide, is it possible to contemplate dis-ease, aging, and death without being morbid or depressed? By shining the light of awareness on these inevitabilities, we can illuminate a path to truly living our best life now. It is certainly easier to hold this enlightened perspective when things are going well, much more challenging when the pain and discomfort and fears are all in our face. Yet accepting those very difficult moments allows us to rest in the reality that all around us life grows, blossoms, then withers and dies. We are comforted knowing that we are part of that great circle. We can see our place in the flow of existence. EQ, the eccentric Zen monk born in 1394, suggests, quote, like vanishing dew, a passing apparition, or the sudden flash of lightning, already gone, thus should one regard oneself, close quote. Impermanence is a bitter pill to swallow, Although our lives appear long and full at certain moments, they inevitably seem so fleeting at others. Days pass quickly in busyness or even quiet contemplation. Weeks hurry by as months and years dissolve into fading memories. Only the seasons hold fast, steady markers on our personal road to mortality. The natural cycles of spring beginnings, summer growth, autumn harvest, and turning inward with winter seem to support an inner rotation around the sun of our very core experiences. Especially as memory fades, rather than specific dates, we may link events to the earth's organic rhythms. He died last winter. He made 90 last spring. It was the fall when the cancer first appeared. Perhaps as we age, we attune more to such periodicity because we develop a different relationship with time. Awake in the middle of the night, asleep in the afternoon, time sees more and more ephemeral. Winter is real with our achy joints foretelling the next storm and its dark days reminding us that each passing moment shepherds us to our eventual demise. 
Everywhere is evidence of the transitory nature of all life. No matter the season, surrender encourages me to participate fully in the cosmic blink of my precious existence. Thanks as always for listening. Remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org, and I look forward to some email feedback, a humble request.